What's up, everybody? I want to welcome you to Straight Talk with Hope podcast. I'm giving it to you straight out of God's Word through practical and biblical conversations based on God's Word because it is the truth of God's Word that sets you free and brings grace to every hearer. This is Hope Lamberson, and you are listening to the Straight Talk with Hope podcast. What's up, everybody? And I want to welcome you to the Straight Talk with Hope podcast. We are kicking it off with a brand new year. We're in 2021, and I'm so excited to have all of you following along this journey with the Straight Talk with Hope podcast. Hey, wherever you're listening from, let us know. We love to see you, whether you're connecting with us on social media through Instagram or Facebook or on the podcast. I'm so glad that you are here spreading the love, sharing the hope, and we've got some exciting things lined up for you guys with this new year from some exciting hashtag for our podcast all the way down to some amazing interviews of new friends, old friends that I can't wait for you to meet and see things and hear their personal stories of what they've overcome and how they face it and how they continue to move forward in the direction that God has given them within this new year of 2021. And today I want us to kind of give us a bio, if you will, on today's guest. You guys, I have personally personally not met this guest in person, face to face, but I was actually approached by this individual through my social media um, as she was beginning to kind of follow me and some of her people came across me as well, following me through social media and through the podcast. They had heard about the Straight Talk with Hope podcast. When when you think about it, it's quite amazing what social media does and how our voice carries through social media and connects different people with either similar stories or testimonies or backgrounds or whatever it may look like and brings people together. And so I want to introduce you guys to a lady named Ashley. And I'm kind of going to go a little bit about this um, introduction with you on today's guest, Ashley. Ashley is Bridget's mom and a founder and executive director of what's called Bridget's Cradles. Ashley is married to a gentleman named Matt, and they have three children. Bridget, who is their child, who is now in heaven, and Branton is a toddler son and a baby boy who is actually on the way. Like when I say on the way, um, she's probably going to be having her child within the next few days, if not next week week or two. So literally she's getting ready for that. Ashley is also a fully devoted follower of Christ and longs to glorify him with her life. Ashley's desire and mission is to share the hope of Christ and heaven with families grieving from a loss of a baby. Ashley also leads Hope Gatherings monthly, Christ Center support groups in person in Wichita, Kansas and online for women and couples throughout the country. Ashley has established a 501c3 nonprofit organization called Bridget's Cradles based in Wichita, Kansas. They provide hospitals with knitted and crocheted cradles to hold babies who were born in heaven during the second trimester of their pregnancy. 
Bridget's Cradles currently donates their cradles to over a thousand hospitals in 50 states and comforts over 26,000 families a year. They also host local and online support groups for grieving moms and organize an annual event called Pregnancy and Infant Loss Remembrance Day called Wave of Light, which is impacting hundreds of families. Bridget's Cradles also provides hope-filled resources for grieving families on their website and social pages. You guys, will you please welcome today my special guest who I have on the show, Ashley. Hey, everybody, and I want to welcome you to Straight Talk with Hope podcast. I am Hope Lamberson, and I am so excited for today's special guest interview. I can't wait for you guys to hear a little bit about her story, find out who she is, find out what she's doing in the future. And I don't know about you guys, wherever you're listening from, we have so many listeners that tune in each and every single week and month from all over the globe, even in three countries as of last year. Y'all, I am so stoked for this new year of 2021. I am currently um, sitting in my house right now on a couch watching snowfall, and it's rare that snow actually comes and visits us in Mississippi. However, today and actually last night, Um, It started around 9 p.m. and has been going steady ever since. But nonetheless, you guys, I am in uh, my room and I'm in in for a you guys are in for a treat today. And so I want to welcome on to the podcast today. Her name is Ashley Opliger, and you guys are going to love her. She is all the way from Kansas City, Missouri, and you've kind of already heard a little bit of her bio if you've been listening to the podcast for a little bit time where you kind of got to learn who she is. But I want you guys to just dive your hearts and your ears to what God is saying in this season, wherever you're listening from. And Ashley, are you there for Yes, I'm here. So great. Yes, I'm so glad you're here today on the podcast. We um, the snow sounds beautiful there, right? I was just about to ask you, do you guys have snow in Kansas? We do, and it's been. We had on New Year's Day, we had a really like several inches of white, beautiful snow that we could sled in and make a snowman and all the fun things. So, yes, I hope you guys are enjoying that there. <laughs> we are. I think some of our snow, um, we thought it was going to be a little bit more like fluffier than hard. <laughs> it's yes. kind of turning into a little bit of ice, and they're saying even some rain may come. So, I'm like, oh no. I'm not a huge fan of ice and school closings and all that. Our kids were actually out of school today. So I was just laughing to myself as you and I were going back and forth trying to figure out a scheduled time (laughs) to set up this podcast. And originally this would have been my carpool time, but lo and behold, yes, yes. Now, before we get into like today's hashtag, because I know I told you, We have different guests on from all over the globe, um, different careers and different things that everybody's kind of involved in. And we kind of like, before we get into the deep hashtag, we like to ask a few like fun questions. Yes. And I kind of ran these questions by you a little bit. And I remember you saying um, on one of the questions that you are not currently or maybe never have been a coffee drinker. Is that right? Yes. 
<laughs> I know I'm so weird I wish I wish I was like I wish I liked the taste and the smell of coffee but I just don't and so it's it's kind of hard socially you know people want to <laughs> go get coffee or go to Starbucks so yeah my favorite thing at Starbucks is the vanilla bean frappuccino and that does not have any coffee in it uh-huh. but it still allows me to go out with friends that do enjoy coffee yes I totally love I'm a little bit weird in that regard my husband drinks a cup every morning and I help him make it and things but I just I don't like it myself but (laughs) I know (laughs) oh my goodness am I the first person to say that (laughs) you know I think so like last year we had either 24 or 25 episodes that played in 2020 and usually like we'll have like one guest a month and then I get on there in that same month's time but um, I think we had one other guest that said they were not a coffee drinker but they loved hot tea um so yeah so you're not the first I know I and I don't even like tea I know, I, know. No. I was listening to some of your other episodes and listening to people explain how they make these like really beautiful intricate yeah. coffees that sound so good and I'm like oh my goodness my answer is that pretty boring but yes the frappuccinos at Starbucks are amazing that is awesome <laughs> I love that okay so um during your 2020 year I know you kind of have like a crazy year of just like the rest of the world um but what products you know like this is one question that I find so fascinating and actually funny too because everybody has a different story and a different answer but if you had to go back to 2020 which is probably not a fan of any of us going back (laughs) to 2020 but what um, products did you use or did you come to find yourself using that you were like, I have to have these to kind of keep going when we were all quarantined? Yes. So I came up with a fun answer for that. Okay. Um, so for me, when life gets stressful or I'm overwhelmed or I'm going through a difficult season, for me, since I'm just a very much like on the go, on to the next bound my by my to-do list just always trying to do things not really resting Mm -hmm. and so for me when things get stressful or overwhelming going and getting a massage is something that's really relaxing and helpful for me yeah and so obviously with COVID it's not would not be an ideal situation to be like going somewhere and having someone you know Mm -hmm. touching you so um for my birthday this year my husband got me this neck massager thing that you like wrap around your neck okay And it literally is so amazing. So I'm like, I don't, now I can just use this anytime my neck or my shoulders are bothering me. Yeah. And then for Christmas, my parents got me a foot massager. Like you stick your feet in and it (laughs) it rolls and it heats up and it has like air compression. And so I know that sounds silly, but in a year that was just very overwhelming and we're all stuck at home, that was kind of something that allowed me to just relax and have a few moments to myself in between, you know, motherhood and ministry and the stresses of COVID and everything else. So anyway, that was, those were my like go-to products. That is awesome. And I can use them this year too. (laughs) I love that. It sounds like you could really kind of open up your own massage clinic there. (laughs) (laughs) I can sit there with my feet in there and the neck thing going. 
That uh, is my cool. husband like likes it because then I'm not spending money getting massages. <laughs> right, it's a win-win for both of you in the marriage. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that is so much fun. I love that. Okay, um, the last question is this. If you could go back like five years ago, and this is kind of like a deep question. Every time I say I'm going to ask people yes. some fun questions, and, and then like we ask the fun questions, and like the, the last question, I'm like, okay, this is kind of deep question, kind of preparing us for your story and the hashtag and everything. But five years ago, if you could go back, what advice would you give yourself in today? Yeah, it is a deep question. (laughs) I was thinking through that and there's so many things, but I think for one, and even going back further than five years, I think as women, we so often have this idea of what we think life will look Mm. like, you know, um, whether it's in our careers or as family or as a mother. And so I feel like going back all the way to high school, like I left high school with this idea of this is when I'm going to graduate and then I'm going to get this job and then I'm going to get married and I have this many kids by this age. And my life has gone completely different than what I thought it was going to be. And so five years ago, you know, that would have been um, a year after Bridget was born mm-hmm. um, and I didn't have any living children. And so at that point in my life, I was just really questioning, you know, what is my life going to look like? Will I ever get to be a mom? Will I um, have living children? What is the ministry going to look like? And so many questions. Cause that year I had also left my career as a speech pathologist to pursue doing Bridget's cradles ministry full time. Mm. And so if I could go back to, my, to that time in my life, I would have, told myself not to be so worried about what my life was going to look like mm-hmm. and having the five-year plan because where I'm at now, I'm so happy and grateful for, but it's not anything that I could have imagined mm-hmm. um, where, you know, five years ago. And so I think just having, you know, those expectations of your life versus reality and just trusting God and knowing that he has a good plan for you, even if it's not exactly what you've you know, written up for your life story. Um, he has a better plan and he has a timeline and his timing is good and perfect and he works everything together. And I, I wish that I would have not been so worried back then about how that was all going to play out Yeah, because he has completely taken care of me. So, yeah. and given me desires, you know, that have been in my heart. So Anyway, that would be my advice to myself five years ago. That is so good and so powerful. I think just along the subject of you talking that one word about worry, there were there's so many people out there that struggle and deal with doubt or self-doubt or worry and fear and living in that kind of world with that torment every single day causes us not to you know, see what God sees for our life, even if it's three years or five years ahead. And so I love how you made that decision that even after, um, you know, loss, and you're going to talk about your story too, about the loss with Bridget, but how you made a decision to continue to go forward and see hope restored in your life and in your heart, but also allow God to heal you. And so, you know, with that being said, you guys, you heard me mention, like I said, at the very beginning in Ashley's bio that she's a wife, she's a mom. Um, She has her 501c3 nonprofit with Bridget's Cradles. And 
today's hashtag is actually a great hashtag because I really feel like there's a lot of people out there that especially coming out of such an unforeseen year of 2020 that they need this hashtag called hope and healing. And so Bridget, if you will kind of start and walk us through, you know, that process of what, um, you know, five years ago when you were going through this process of having a child and how Bridget's Cradles came about and what that is and and all of that. Tell us your story on that, how you've lived out this hashtag. Yeah. And I will try to give an abbreviated story because God has done so much in in this time. Um, But to go back, um, my husband and I had gotten married in May of um, 2014 And we miraculously conceived on our honeymoon, which was just so surprising because (laughs) I, I have PCOS um, and infertility issues, getting pregnant with our other two sons. um, It each took a year of fertility treatments and, and disappointments of negative pregnancy tests after negative pregnancy tests. So just looking back on the fact that God was able to, you know, perform this miracle at this time, but of course he knew he knew why he created Bridget and why, you know, he wanted her story to start then. And he had worked all of this together before her life came to be before my life came to be. Mm -hmm. And so I just trust his sovereignty and all of that, but we got pregnant and we were just so excited to start our family together and everything. And at 13 weeks into my pregnancy, I experienced really heavy bleeding and had to go to the hospital Mm -hmm. And that is when they told us that I had what was called a subchorionic hemorrhage, which is when the, the area around the, the womb mm-hmm. is bleeding. And um, there's a, like a hemorrhage or a clot like um, that's created. And mine was behind my placenta, which made it even more serious. And so they had told me to go on bed rest, that that was really the only thing I could do. And just to wait, we didn't know if I was going to miscarry at that point, or if the hemorrhage could possibly heal. Mm. And so I ended up being on bed rest for 11 weeks until 24 weeks, five days when she was born. Mm. And that was just a really hard time for me in my life. Um, I have been a Christian my whole life. I was, I was actually raised Catholic, but after high school, I, um, now just consider myself a non-denominational Christian, but, um, I have known and loved Jesus my entire life, but I think going through that period of time where I was wondering and doubting God's plan for my life, you know, how could you let my daughter not survive? How Mm -hmm. could you let this happen? And I just was really struggling with the, the negative news from the doctors every week that my hemorrhage was growing, that she was becoming growth restricted. It was just a really hard time for me in a really dark season because I was basically alone mm. bleeding at home for 11 weeks wow. in bed. I couldn't go anywhere. So it was really hard. And I just was questioning like how this could possibly, how anything good could come from this and why God would possibly allow this to happen to me. And mm-hmm. I just struggled with that. I felt like he had abandoned me and I, I was just crying out to him. Where are you? Where are you? Why aren't you doing anything? I'm praying to you and praying and nothing is, is happening. And so when she ended up being born, um, October 22nd of 2014, 
um, that f- the week prior, my mom had actually made this little cradle for her. Mm. And it, really how it came about was she was trying to make a blanket, mm. but then realized it would be hard to swaddle a tiny baby in a blanket. And then God gave her the idea to make it into a cradle. Wow. And so she had made this without me knowing and had packed it in her bag and was just praying that we didn't need it. And so when I actually did go into labor and Bridget was born into heaven, um, she was stillborn. The, the nurses just wrapped her in a regular blanket, but she was only 13 ounces. She was so small, mm. but so perfectly made like little tiny fingernails and peach fuzz over her lip. Mm. And just, I mean, she was just perfect. And so they put her in this blanket and we really couldn't love on her like mm. we would want. And so my mom put her in the cradle and that allowed my husband and I to like just snuggle up to her and bring her up to our lips to kiss her and pass her to our family members that could be there and meet her and love on her. And, and just going through that day, which was completely heartbreaking mm. and filled with so much sadness. I feel like the cradle allowed us to also ex- just embrace the love mm. and the joy of welcoming our child and getting to spend time with her. Yeah. So that day really just, God just gave me so much peace on that day. Mm. Um, after those 11 weeks of so many questions and fears and doubts, um, I just had this peace of like, she's, she's in heaven with God and he's comforting me through this cradle and through, you know, the support of my family and friends and church. And so, we, um, after that, my mom started making more for the local hospital here in Wichita, Kansas. Mm. And we, um, we started supplying them to Wesley Medical Center. And then really from there, we had some news, um, media exposure and we had all these hospitals across the country saying, we need this, you know, we really don't have anything to hold these tiny babies in, in a functional, but dignifying and respectful way. And so I, it was, let's see. So she was born in October of 2014. I resigned from my career in August of 2015. We became a nonprofit that summer and I've been doing this full-time ever since. And God has grown our impact to now we're in over a thousand hospitals in all 50 States and growing every week. And so really our mission is to one day be in every single hospital that has a labor and delivery unit or emergency room, you know, um, for families who are going through infant loss, um, whether it's an early miscarriage or later term stillborn, stillborn baby. So that's Mm. our mission is really just to provide comfort and love in those heartbreaking moments to have Mm. something for the family to hold their precious baby. We believe that babies are God's, you know, human, humans are God's most precious creation. And so we want to honor the sanctity of life of the, of the little baby and give the family something that they can cherish and love, you know, on their baby in those moments that they have together. So that that's been the core of our mission, but we've branched out. We now offer support groups online and in person at our headquarters. We um, do events like memorial events. We provide support and resources on our website, social media. There's a lot of different things we do, but really at the core of it is to provide hope and healing and comfort um, to families who've gone through this because it it is truly one of the most devastating and heartbreaking experiences a person can go through. Wow. Yeah. I would say exactly what you're saying. I cannot imagine, you know, it's kind of like one of those things that you say you really like you're, you're trying to be 
understand and be sympathetic and, you know, really giving and walking through what the person on the other end is experiencing in their life story. But you really, I don't think, can get a true understanding of what that is like until you've been there yourself. And, um, you know, just hearing your story, you know, there's so many out there that deal with this. There's so many women out there that go through infertility issues and miscarriages and then stillborns or loss of a child when they're older. And how, how would you say that, like, once you went back home, like, you, you had the cradle, you know, you were able to, to do the um, funeral and that whole thing. But what was the process like? Because I know that, like, you know, just from experiences in my own life where I've experienced heartache and disappointment or regrets or loss, um, you know, even losing family members in my own life. You know, how would you say that once you got back home from the hospital, what did that process look like for you to continue to have your hope in the Lord and allow God to he- heal you? Cause I believe it is a process. Yeah, it's definitely a process. And it's not something like when I said that we were given hope and peace at the hospital, that all of a sudden I was no longer grieving and God just miraculously healed my heart. It has been a process that has taken years and, you know, yeah. grief is really something I think we deal with and we, we navigate th- for the rest of our lives, you know, especially mm. depending on the loss. I mean, I, I still grieve Bridget. I miss her. I miss not, you know, the fact that we aren't raising her on earth and that, um, and sure. until I take my last breath on earth, I will miss her and look forward to seeing her in heaven. So grief is something that there's just really no timetable for, but I will say, like you said, coming home from the hospital, I had this moment, I mean, I, st- I, I literally had just come from home from the hospital. I had my hospital, you know, the little wristband on my arm mm-hmm. and yeah. I like went into her empty nursery and I laid on the floor mm-hmm. and I was just in the fetal position, bawling mm-hmm. my eyes out. And I had this moment, I call it a crisis of faith, but really it was just this moment actually of surrender. Mm-hmm. And it was, yeah. it was, for me, it was saying, okay, God if I really believe in you and I believe that you're real and I believe Jesus, you are who you say you are and that you died on the cross and three days later you rose from the grave and you defeated death. I mean, that's a big thing, right? Like that someone, mm-hmm. God himself did yeah. that. And if that is true, then that means everything, everything he said about who he is and who God is in the Bible is true too. And for me, mm-hmm. it was this moment of saying, if I can trust you to be holding my daughter for eternity, then I'm just willing to do anything on earth because that is the greatest hope anyone could give anyone, mm-hmm. especially a bereaved mom who is longing to see her child again. And so sure. I think that moment for me was just the surrender of saying, like, I'm heartbroken. I'm sad. I have questions. Mm-hmm. I still don't understand why you've allowed this to happen. And I wish it didn't happen, but I'm going to walk with you through this and I'm going to let you hold my hand through this. And, you know, Mm -hmm. and so I was still obviously grieving and those first several months, like I grew really raw and really real and allowed myself Mm -hmm. to experience all of it. But I had the hope knowing that Jesus was my ultimate hope and salvation and that I would get to see her again and that 
I'm grieving, but I'm grieving with hope. And that's something Mm -hmm. that's so important because without hope, without God, grieving just seems to be, I mean, death would then be permanent, you know, for those who don't believe in God. And that is something that's hard for me to wrap my mind around. And so anytime I go visit Bridget at her cemetery and at her grave, I have the perspective knowing that one day, just like he had his empty tomb, one day her grave will be empty because she'll be resurrected. And it Mm. gives me just a completely different perspective of death now that it's so personal, you know, that I'm visiting a cemetery very often. It's given me this new perspective, even of my own mortality and my own death that I'm going to end up at the same cemetery, you know, and it's just, I I know that kind of sounds morbid, but it's given me this perspective of like, no, this is really real faith in Jesus is really real. It's banking on your eternity, you know, and it's that faith that you have and the hope that you have is everything and affects Mm -hmm. your entire life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. That's so good. And that's so true. It's like you said, like, you know, when we go through those times that are difficult or we don't understand or we're asking questions, God, why did this happen? And how could you let this happen? And we've all been there, right? We've all gone through different scenarios in our life where we're like, maybe we saw it coming or maybe we didn't see it coming. But at the same time, like hope is a choice. It's a choice. And it's honestly a daily choice that all of us have to make wherever we are in any stage of life to continue to look past the things that have let us down or we felt afraid or forsaken and to say, you know what, God, you are my hope. You are the one that I continue to put my hope and my trust in. And it's that choice too, I believe that comes with hope is being brave. I know that that is something that really the Lord is showing me, and you mentioned this about the word surrender, but that's the process of hope and healing is going to require us to surrender. It's going to require us to choose hope on a daily basis. It's going to require us to, you know, have these moments with Christ where we do kind of have to let God like expose us and work out the kinks um, that he needs to work out in us with our relationship with him one-on-one so that we can move forward and so that we can allow his unconditional love to come in and heal us. And as he begins to restore us and heal us inside, then it begins to change the outward situations. And that's what I love about your story is after you made that choice in those moments, even going back from the hospital and being in Bridget's nursery, you know, you made the choice to have hope again. You made the choice to trust God. You made the choice to be brave. And out of that choice and or choices, really, it allowed God to heal you. But now God is using this, this, you know, this, this pain that you had experienced to now become your ministry, now become what you called Bridget's Cradles that goes all around the world and all of these, you know, different labor and delivery hospital units. And you're ministering to these women and to these families that probably many of them don't even know Jesus or many of them know of Jesus, but they don't know how to deal with the loss of a child. And so you having this ministry 
it's so process of healing how it's impacting so many other people and so many other states and hospitals. And I was just saying, I'm so thankful that you did give God your yes to the, even the career path that he's asked you to participate in so that you can send this message of hoping healing to other families. And um, I'm sure you probably have so many great testimonies too of these other people that have come across your path that not just your ministry has played a part in ministering to these families, but also you yourself. Is that something that you get to be a part of and go into as your ministry's grown where you have one-on-one conversations with some of these uh, ladies in the hospital? been blessed to get to know through the ministry of Bridget's Cradles. Um, of course, because of HIPAA, um, privacy laws, we don't know every single family who receives a cradle in all the thousand hospitals across the country. Um, however, many of them will email us and share their story and their baby's story and pictures of their baby in, in a cradle. And they'll share about the impact that the cradle made on them. And that always just really blesses us and encourages us to continue this mission and, and how important, you know, even though it's, it's such a small gift, this little cradle made of yarn um, we know that it's making such an impact in comforting them and allowing them to hold and love on their babies in a special way. And so we're always encouraged by that. But here locally, because we do have a headquarters and we run support groups and craft nights and fellowship um, events for bereaved moms, um, we're always doing different things. We've done a Mother's Day brunch. We've done something for the grandmas. We we just like to have community and mm-hmm. have bereaved moms being together, talking together, grieving together. Um, and so that has been a big part of it too, is getting to meet moms here locally. Some of which, you know, some, some of them have received cradles from our local hospitals and that's how they found out about us and wow. have come here. And so getting to hear their stories and, and grieve with them face to face and wipe away their tears and give them a hug, obviously before COVID giving hugs, yeah. but um, now things are just a little bit different with COVID. We've had to space moms out to the, all the different tables and, and everything, which has been hard because when you're in grief, you want to be close to people. You want to sure. you want to put your arm around them. And so that's been difficult to navigate, but we do have some videos on our website of some of the moms who have come to our support mm-hmm. groups and have received cradles, sharing their story, their baby's story and the impact the ministry has had on them. And so for me, being able to, you know, the ministry has provided so much hope and healing for me and being able to, to see, you know, have a purpose in my pain and Mm. to help other people and serve other people from the same comfort that God has given me, I can comfort others. And so seeing other moms get to come in here and do the same thing and have this be their healing home and they can serve other moms and they can find healing. That's the most amazing part to me because I have so many friends that have lost babies that this is where they serve. This is, this is their healing home. This is where they volunteer. And so getting to see God work in other women's lives and, you know, see the healing that's coming from that has been such a huge part for me. And just having that community, um, that we're serving together, we're grieving together, we're walking this, um, we're not going to walk through this alone. Yeah. That's powerful. What would you say to someone that's listening right now that 
maybe has had a stillborn birth or gone through miscarriage or infertility, what would you say, um, you know, to that mom that is in that stage of grief or, you know, doesn't know how it's going to turn out? If you could, you know, leave like some final words with them, what would you tell them? So many different things. But first, I would say to give yourself permission to grieve, Mm. because I think it's so important to sit in your sadness as hard as that is and as as painful as it is. I mean, no one wants to experience loss and to go through the painful, heartbreaking, you know, emotions that come along with that. But I am a firm believer that you cannot find healing without grieving. You Mm. have to grieve first. You can't push it down. You can't stuff it down. You can't distract yourself, try to keep yourself busy Mm. because ultimately, you know, it's there. That pain and grief is there. And until you allow yourself to fully experience it and embrace it as painful as it is, that's when God can come in and heal your heart. Mm. And so I have a little saying that I came up with. Um, it's when you surrender your suffering, God can use your grief for good. Mm. And that's just kind of a, a little um, analogy, I guess, for the whole my whole story and how God can use anything, whether it's the loss of a child or a parent or a divorce or any trial or tragedy that anyone has experienced. If you surrender that suffering and you allow yourself to grieve it, and you turn it over to God, he can use it for good and he can give you purpose in your pain. Mm. And it's going to look different for everyone. Not everyone's going to start a nonprofit and not everyone's going to do this or that, but maybe it's you write a blog or that you volunteer at, you know, a local nonprofit or, you know, whatever gifts that God has given you, whatever talents or resources that he, he has given you, God will find a way to work all of that together for your good and for his glory. And so just because my story is, you know, oh, I, you know, started this ministry and I'm helping all these hospitals. I don't want that to overwhelm people. That's not going to be everyone's story. That's yeah. just how God, you know, how God used my story. But, um, yeah. you know, there is nothing, there's everything that starts, anything that starts with God is always start small, you know, these humble beginnings. And so Mm -hmm. I would just encourage women that are going through it to first, just allow yourself to grieve and not feel like you have to find this grand, big vision of purpose, but just know that when you're grieving and you're walking through it with God, he will reveal himself and Mm -hmm. he will find, there will be glimpses where you see, Oh, you know, God can use me in this way or God had a reason for this. Um, And just walking through that with him and leaning on him for all your comfort and healing and hope. So that would be what I recommend. Just knowing that it's a process. It doesn't happen overnight. You know, Mm -hmm. he's just going to work it all together and reveal things Mm -hmm. in his time. And, and just one small act of obedience after another. I mean, that's how Bridget's Cradle started. You know, when I say that we're in all these hospitals, you know, that didn't happen overnight. We, it's been all these volunteers, all these people who have supported us and, you know, all the behind the scenes things that people don't see that we do on a daily basis, just small acts of obedience to God. And that's that's how he honors, honors that. So, yeah, that's so good. I love that. That's great advice. Um, In closing, okay. Tell us how we can follow you on social media and even 
if there is someone that's listening and tuning in, or maybe they know of a friend or family member that's going through or has gone through something like this, how can they um, give to Bridget's Cradles as well as how can they order um, one of the boxes for Bridget's Cradles? Yes. So our website is bridgetscradles.com. And so that Bridget's Cradles website is where you'll be able to access everything. So there's a volunteer tab. If someone wants to volunteer to knit or crochet, they can live anywhere in the country. So there's information on that. There's information on giving. Um, 100% of our donations go right into the programs and services, all of the operations. We don't have, um, I'm not paid. We don't have any paid staff. We don't really have overhead. We really try to put all of the money directly to our mission of comforting families and providing hope and healing. So that okay. is, um, you can give through the website also for hospitals. So we, we just donate the cradles directly to hospitals with labor and delivery units. And so if there's any labor and delivery staff that are listening, you can go onto our hospital request form on our website and request a Mm. free donation of cradles and we will make your box and send it out to you within a week. And so we, um, that is completely free of charge to the hospitals and to the families. And then lastly, if you're a bereaved parent yourself and you have gone through miscarriage or stillbirth, We have so many resources on our website for hope and healing. We have blog posts, stories, memorial ideas. We have our hope gatherings um, online. Mm. So no matter where you live in the country, we have a monthly Christ-centered support group on Zoom that I lead every single month. And so you can sign up on our website for that. Um, We have so many different um, resources on our website and on our social media, which would be Bridget's Cradles and just at Bridget's Cradles. And that's Facebook and Instagram. Okay. And then my personal um, Facebook and Instagram is just at Ashley Opliger. And on there, I share more than my grief and my ministry. I share also my family life and motherhood and kind of just all the aspects that make (laughs) me me and, and everything together. But I do share about grief and, um, in ministry and leadership and all of that as well. So, okay. And I'm 11 <laughs> days away from having our oh second gosh. son. That is little boy. So, yes. And what is his name going to be? Oh my goodness. I haven't announced it yet. Oh, oh <laughs> I'm trying to we think will of when wait. this is going to air. <laughs> no, we will, we will definitely wait. So okay. everybody that's I following you in the comments. <laughs> <laughs> or yes, I'll do it. I have a plan to do a nursery and name reveal because his oh. name is really big, like over his crib. And so, yes, my How family exciting. and my close friends know, but I haven't put it on social media. Yes, yet. gotcha. So, well, I we know, will not sorry. spoil it. No, <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, thank you so much for being on today's podcast. I'm so glad I've gotten to know you in our past cross through social media and friends. And you have just been such an inspiration just hearing your whole story and who you are and where you're going and what you're doing. And I'm so proud of you as well as just like who you are. Like it's, it's not very often you find people that are just really going after what God has put in their heart to do. And you're doing it so well with your career path and motherhood. And I'm excited for your new baby's arrival um, coming into the world just in 11 days. And so deepest from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much for sharing your story and opening up your lives to us on the subject of hope and healing. And you guys, 
we um, will get back up here on another episode later on in February. Thank you for tuning in and listening. Thank you for subscribing and continuing to be faithful to do what God is asking you to do. We hope that we are changing your life and impacting you with a message of hope wherever you're watching from and listening from. Know that we're here for you. We love you. And regardless of what you have lost, that there is still hope. Peace out. Have an amazing day. Ashley, thank you so much for being on the episode today. Yes. Have a great day, girl. You too. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast, Straight Talk with Hope. If you enjoyed today's episode and it spoke to your heart, go on Apple iTunes and leave us a review and a rating. We love to see what you guys are saying about the podcast as well as sharing them on your social media platforms. If you want to learn more information about who we are, what we're doing and where we're going, check out HopeLamberson.com. You can also access us and follow us on all of our social media platforms on Instagram, Facebook, as well as YouTube. And let me tell you about something new that we have on Facebook. We have a private group open to anybody that is wanting to join the private group called Straight Talk with Hope. On this group page for Facebook, it is basically downloading devotionals, messages, topics you guys want to discuss, where we have conversations with each other who are in the group. I look forward to seeing you on there, and I hope you guys have an amazing day. Remember, regardless Regardless of what you have lost, that there is still hope for you. We'll see you back here on the Straight Talk with Hope podcast.